You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 209. Here's what you need. We need to say, I see you, I get you, I know what you want, and I can help. That's it. That's what your webinar says. When it says that to the right person. So as with all marketing and speaking, your first question is, well, your very, very first question is, what am I on this earth to say? And that sounds weighty, so I don't like people to think. It's not static. It can shift over time. It can be, what, is, what am I on this earth to say right this minute? It's okay. But what am I on this earth to say? So you're speaking from that place in you. And then the big question that changes everything that people don't ask often enough and intimately enough is who are they and what do they need? What are they struggling with? Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. And I'm just delighted that you're here with us today. I appreciate you taking the time to visit the Star Coach Show and promise you that it is well worth your time. We have a wonderful guest today who's going to help us think through our messaging when we connect with clients. Now, we're doing that specifically to webinars today and and creating a webinar that converts. But I will tell you that if webinars are not your thing, what Michelle Barry Franco is sharing today is going to help you connect with your clients, create a compelling message, and learn sort of the mindset around the creation of a message regardless. Now, right now we're doing a lot of digital marketing, obviously, with all that's happening in the world. And the lessons that Michelle is sharing will be just as powerful, whether you are, you know, creating online space or one day speaking from the stage again. Michelle works with coaches, wellness experts, and business leaders to build thriving businesses that change lives and change the world. She has spent the last 12 years supporting many well-known entrepreneurs to craft compelling business messages and programs. She's a high-impact speaking coach and works with people to create TEDx talks, to speak at the best conferences in their industries. She's an author. She is the host of the Brilliance at Work podcast, founder of Coaches Leadership Collective. She's the creator of Speaking So It Matters presentation skill training and offers so very much. All the links to connect with Michelle, as always, will be in the show notes for this episode. In today's interview, she is going to help you understand, help all of us understand the four key elements that we need to be thinking about when we craft any compelling message for our audience. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let me introduce you to Michelle Barry Franco. 
afternoon, Michelle. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. Hello, Meg. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Well, you have been such a joy just to get to know so far in, in what we've talked about. So I'm really excited to bring this content to the audience. It's going to give them something else to think about. And when we think about webinars, which is what we're going to be moving into, I want all of you who are listening to just challenge yourselves to think, how could I potentially use the tool that Michelle's bringing forward? And we'll get there in a minute, but let's start with what the heck has motivated you to do what you're doing now. Tell us a little bit about the path you've walked to land where you are. Yeah, I call myself the, probably the most reluctant speaking coach on the, <laughs> on the planet. Reluctance, too strong of a word now, but it was actually the solid word for a number of years. And in fact, I have a whole uh, separate story that isn't really useful here right now about my own journey of like deciding to finally own that I'm a speaking coach. Um, but, but, you know, when I look backward and connect the dots, which is really the only way most of these kinds of things make sense. I can see that it started all the way back when I was in high school. And I won't tell you all the little steps, but but when I was in high school, I lost my older brother to an alcohol overdose. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, it was, was of course, devastating. We were really, really close. And I was at a relatively new school at the time as well. I was in high school. And after some time away from school, I you know, got back to school and I was like, I, you know, it, not, not thinking this consciously, but sort of like looking for something to do with this feeling. And they had this Mothers Against Drunk Drivers organization yes. at the school. I was yeah, involved with chapter. Mothers Against Drunk Drivers <laughs> in high school too. Yes. Yeah. So then, you know, you know, we went around with these gory car crash scene images and we were trying to, maybe you did it a different way, but that was our approach. Right. Yeah. And, and so I really started speaking back in high school, not because I couldn't wait to stand in front of my peers and talk about drunk driving. And, and by the way, my brother didn't, didn't die from a drunk driving accident, but it was alcohol related. And you know right. how it just kind of felt like a channel, a direction. And, and then when I got into college, HIV and AIDS was, was very, very scary. And I was interested, I was studying human sexuality And so I became just as part of my, I saw that there was a way I could help people learn to not contract HIV and then get AIDS. And so I toured the campus in this peer education program with a binder full of the many textures and flavors of condoms and, you know, talked about how to stay safe. So I did these things again, not because I loved getting in front of people and talking about these really meaty, you know, right, often difficult topics, but because I knew it was, it, it was clear that this was the way to reach a lot of people at once and really make a difference. Right. And it's, it sounds all pretty and buttoned up like it's got a big bow on it now, but that's still what I do. That's all I do. And it's really the only, that's why I am a public speaking coach, because I know there's no more powerful way to change a lot of lives all at once than authentic, powerful, well-crafted public speaking. So there was a lot of stuff that happened in between there, but, but it started way back there. I didn't then go on to become like the debate team lead. In fact, I knew nothing about debate team. It was literally a totally different path for me. I started to study to be a therapist. <laughs> I worked in high tech for a while, and that's really where I started working with and really thinking about working with people in 
professional, you know, in corporate. I was in the dot-com era. I live in California. I was right in the middle of Silicon Valley. And I watched my colleagues who were dynamic, fun people (laughs) I loved talking with. And then I would watch them literally walk to the front of the room and, and you know, to to present, to get, and they would just morph into this hyper-professional, you know, presenter. And I, and at the time I was just learning to teach public speaking. So I was teaching college students. I worked at the, at San Francisco State University and I was watching them be way better presenters than my colleagues who were from some of the best schools you can imagine, right? I'm in high tech companies that are killing it. And I thought, what happened? So it was, that's kind of like the, some highlights of the path where I said, bring this back. But, you know, I knew I wanted to bring it back with heart. And so then I learned about coaching. I met a lot of coaches who had a really hard time talking about what they do. And I thought people need to know the way you can change their lives. And that's kind of how I started with messaging and public speaking. In the oh, that is realm. so good. Such a good year. And what I love about my guests telling their story is that those of you who are listening all have your own journeys, yet it has led to the kind of passion that you hear in Michelle's yeah. voice about why she does what she does. And that whole message that we can reach those people who need what it is that we offer in that when we have that compelling message, when we're able to bring it forward. And there's lots of different ways we can bring that forward. We could get on a stage and, and speak when stages are open again. Um, and, and we can also do it through different kinds of programs and different kinds of platforms. And the platform we're going to talk about today is webinars. We picked webinars because we know that it's, it's something valuable for coaches to think about. But let's start maybe in that place of what might compel a coach to even think about a webinar would be a good way to bring my message forward. Let's talk a little bit about what makes webinars a valuable platform. Yeah. So coach, you know, all the coaches I've met, pretty much every one of them, <laughs> They do this work because they know that it's life-changing and there's an, there's an angle that they come from, right? And oftentimes they've been through it themselves. Like you were sort of alluding to what I call the story of transformation. They often have their own story of transformation and, and, they, and telling that is, <laughs> is, is such a powerful beacon of hope. It's also incredibly magnetic, So we can do that live, right? So we can do that, but there are a few things that have to happen. Number one, we either have to create our own stage or we have to get someone else to allow us onto their IRL in real life stage. Both of those things have very large gates at rightfully because an audience that that person has worked hard to gather to gain their trust, that they are very careful about who they will trust that audience with. And so a lot of people are perplexed when we first start working together or they come to one of my workshops or something and they're like, I can't even get free speaking gigs, right? I can't even get to do, I'm like, yeah, of course, because that is precious, precious attention and, and, you know, connection that that person is creating. And and you need to decrease a lot of uncertainty, uh, uncertainty, increase a lot of confidence. So all of that's to, to, and to answer your question around webinars, so those are some pretty high gates. Doesn't mean they are case. And and Michelle knows that we did a pre-interview. I 
I'm very protective of my audience. I, I, all of you, I only want to bring people to this audience that I believe are going to be a value add. And my guests don't get paid to be on the show. So you're right. You're, you're volunteering your time to be here. And yet I was pretty protective about, you had a pretty high bar that you had to meet to be able to get in front of this audience. Yes, yes, lucky me. They yes. did. <laughs> but not <laughs> lucky audience because you're bringing <laughs> yeah. so much value. But yeah, that yeah. I just use that as an example right. about yes, people with audiences are protective of that audience. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so so think you think about that at these IRL, you know, in real life, like where you're all 3D together in a room. Well, geez, the opportunity to be on a podcast, great example, very similar to a webinar in that. Where are your guests? I think when I read in your write-up, they're in 30 countries. and Yeah, over 30 right, countries. Yeah. Over 30 countries. So, so right now with this message, with my ability to serve, make a difference for people, I'm reaching way further than I possibly could inside of one contained room. Even if people are flying in from all over, you know, right. all over the world, which does happen at really great conferences, they're still limited. And there's, you know, this is, you can share these webinars over and over. You can use them repeatedly. You can make them quote unquote evergreen right. <laughs> so that, right. And you could continue to offer your services or your, your programs or whatever through that. So there are so many beautiful, I recommend that my clients do all of it, all of it that feels right to them. So let me be careful about that. But, but avenues that allow you to share your message in a way that feels really good and connected for you beyond just, you know, live and in person. So good. So today we're going to talk about if you decide to do a webinar, which is a great platform to share your information, how can you create a webinar that converts those people that come to hear your message into paying clients? We want to be able to offer value. We want to be able to let people know what it's like to work with us. And webinars is a great way to do that. And we want it to go to that next step. How do those people become a paying client? Where do we want to start with this message? So I I call this the quad pod. I I make up these terms and then I use a bunch of different second words for it. But the quad quad pod of great marketing, the quad pod of great speaking to attract clients, it's all the same, right? The quad pod of great webinars. Here's what you need. We need to say, I see you, I get you, I know what you want, and I can help. That's it. That's what your webinar says. When it says that to the right person. So as with all marketing and speaking, your first question is, well, your very, very first question is, what am I on this earth to say? And that sounds weighty. So I don't like people to think, it's not static. It can shift over time. It can be, what, is, what am I on this earth to say right this minute? It's okay. But what am I on this earth to say? So you're speaking from that place in you. And then the big question that changes everything that people don't ask often enough and intimately enough is who are they? And what do they need? What are they struggling with? And when you ask that question well enough and you create that kind of intimate connection with your ideal audience member, then you can say, I see you. This is what your life looks like. This is what you're thinking in your head. I get you. This is what you're feeling. So I see you as kind of like the external view. Right. not fine, you know, absolute. But I see you as kind of the external view. This is what your life looks like. This is what you're juggling. Now, this is very different for a teenager who's having trouble in school, right? Than it is for an executive who is like, you know, has a team that's just buried in conflict and 
and stuckness around a huge project with a, with a deadline coming looming. Right. Right. So, right. You have to say very different things to say, I see you. Then I get you is here's what you're feeling. Here's probably what you're saying to yourself. I know what you want. You want peace. You want productivity. You want your team to kill it on this project and to enjoy work again. And then I know what you want. Oh, and then I can help is where you start to introduce how you help. Most people do it the opposite. This is the mistake they make. They say, here's how I can help. And they start laying out all, and people go away feeling like they can solve the problem because they've just been given the whole model, (laughs) like fire hosed with all the, but they have no, they don't have any of that like internal sort of like energy toward like seeing something new. Mm -hmm. Really what we need to do is help people see something new about their situation that inspires like a spark. That spark is more motivating around the model. And then you give them a high level view of the model. Okay, good. So in order to see that audience that you're inviting to your webinar, you're going to have to get clear about who that audience is, right? So that that message of I see you works a whole lot better when we know who we're talking to. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, it's my favorite. One of my very favorite things. I'll probably say that four times about different things. Well, I I get the sense that what you do is one of your favorite things. So all of these (laughs) elements go into that. It's true. It's true. Well, and it's because I feel like it makes such a tremendous difference. It's where I see so many ahas for people because it usually gets skipped over somehow. We're so focused on wanting to, to just tell them what to do. And we can't, they can't hear us if they don't believe that we, that, that we get them. They think they're special and they are, they are, mm-hmm. but they think they're different and uniquely incapable or somehow this won't work for them. So that's why the intimate audience connection and that, that is asking questions like, yes, you start with some of the demographics because it kind of, it's like an, an entry into the deeper water, right? Like you're walking into the ocean of, <laughs> of your ideal audience member. So right. you walk in and say, who are they? Oh, they, you know, I work with women and they're moms and they also are, you know, they're high level executives inside of companies walking more in, right? And, and maybe you have some age in there. Those things don't matter nearly. Those are like, everybody stops there. They get like an age and they decide whether they're a mom or not, or whether they're taking care of their, you know, aging parents. And, (laughs) but no, that's just the beginning. And then it's, so what is her, you know, like what kind of company is it a certain kind of company that she works in? Because the, the struggles inside of retail are actually pretty different in some ways than they are inside of tech. Now, when it comes down to it and coaches will say this to me all the time. Yeah. But really ultimately it's always about worthiness or it's always about, right. It's about feeling like we're good enough. Yes, but that's not, we can't start there. They're not, they're not, they're not ready to hear that yet. Like exactly. Yeah. And that's not what life feels like. And in fact, you work with a high level executive. You probably know this. You try to tell them they feel like they're unworthy. And at least many of them, not all that I've worked with are like, what? I am not one of those cliches. Right. right. I take very good care of myself. I know what I want. Again, just I'm not saying they're all like that. Of course no. not. But <laughs> the point is you can't just start with that's coach talk. That's from coach Island, right? Right. We got to get on their Island. What is their life really like? What does it look like? What, what is a day in the life? When I do this with a client, we'll actually hang up, I have a bunch of them hanging in my office, but we'll hang a big piece of paper on the wall. I'll draw, I'm a terrible artist, but it's fine. I've done hundreds of them. I'll draw the person. I'll say, oh, what, what is she wearing? 
just kind of make it. Oh, she tends right. to like to wear dresses, you know, right. put a, maybe a tailored dress suit. And then we put like, does she have kids? We draw the people. We draw the environment. Again, very sketchy, sketch-like, right. I mean. Right. Then we get the thought bubbles. And this is where the magic happens. Why is my boss such a jerk? Right. You know, why can't I seem to figure this out? Why does everybody else have it figured out? Not me. That's where the magic starts to happen. So in order to really see your client, you have to really walk into that ocean. Yeah, okay. that's right. And then how would you communicate through your webinar that I do see you? Like, what are some ways that that is built into what we do? So our... One of the most powerful ways we can connect with another human, you probably know this, but it is story. So story is the best way, but you choose your stories, including the crafting of your own story of transformation. It's not really yours. It's yours, of course, you're honest about it. And, but the way you choose the details, people will say to me, well, like, what do I tell and not tell? And, you know, so many of the stories we hear in the coaching world, for example, there are misguided. And there's too much about their drama. There's too much about them being on the bathroom floor. It doesn't, it doesn't matter as much. It does matter what they were feeling. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to minimize their experience. It's that when we have too much, there's a, there's sort of like a magic place in between and, and of telling a story that's, that says, I see you and I get you by the details that reflect that audience's experience as well. So when I tell the story of being, you know, as a, co as a coach, just sort of like lost and I had like t 10 brands, I had probably built 12 different websites that in the first five years, I might, might be 10 or eight, I don't know, but so many because I thought that was the answer. Oh my gosh, I see this happen in the coaching world all the time. It's a very, very helpful thing for me to share. They feel less alone and they realize there's a way out because I'm not like, I, that's not happening for me anymore. So that's the other piece there. If you tell the story and you're still in that spin, then you're not really giving the transformation story. You're giving the, yeah. uh, and so then we can all swirl in that together. But is that really where we want yeah. to create something around? No. That's right. Right. Yeah. So when I see you, we're giving both the pain point as well as that we understand where they want to get. Is that accurate? Yeah. And I would say, so what I was, yes, that is accurate. And story is a great way to do that. Now you can punctuate the story with sort of like, and so what I saw was, right? okay. that's mm -hmm. when I learned pain point. Right? right. Yeah. But story is a powerful way to captivate their brain. If you ever want to bring someone back, and this is a great thing for webinars because you do have a problem with attention. And to imagine that your audience is going to pay attention the whole time is to drive yourself crazy. They're not. Even in a live audience, they're not. Our brains don't do that. Right. All we Disconnect, do, come back. Disconnect, right. come back. So we choose where they're going to come back. We choose by doing something that, our, that brains love. And story is a powerful way to do that. Beautiful. So that when, when we're thinking about the creating, creating a webinar that's going to yeah. convert, we go over your thing. I see you, I get you, I can help. And the fourth one? I see you, I get you, I know what you want. I know what you and want. I can help. Okay. How would one build that into a webinar? You can do it really pretty much in that. You can line it up that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really like so, so oftentimes start off, people start off with, you know, here's my story, for example. 
I would start with, I see you like here's, and sometimes your story can do that a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So it could start with when I first started in coaching, I, all I knew was I wanted to help people. (laughs) All I knew was that it was terrible where I was and I, and, and I had thought there was no way out. And it turns out there was obviously a better story around that, but, but you can start with that and say, and here's the thing I know when you first start a coaching business, this is where you start saying, I see you. You've mm-hmm. got to get a website. You've got to figure out what you're going to offer. You have to decide who you're going to work with when you know you could help everyone. Mm-hmm. So that is right the beginning of it. And then you can weave back into a little bit more of your story, right? So it can be a weaving or even better is to use a client story because that represents not only did you help yourself get out, which, you know, (laughs) but do you know how to help other people get that outcome? So you can use this as a structure for the webinar. And then when you, when you are in that place of walking through whatever it is that you're you're doing a webinar around something. So can you maybe share with the audience an example of a webinar you've done or a webinar that you have had a client do that actually brings people in around a particular subject and what it is that they're walking them to, like what's the purpose and what is, because we're talking about getting people something that will convert. So if maybe if we use an example, it will really resonate with the audience about how a webinar gives and, and then ultimately converts. Yes. So I'm working on right now. Well, I'm working on one right now. Perfect. That, yeah. So it's, and it's the same way that, you know, the last one that I, that I did was, was the same way. And I had a wonderful group of people who mm-hmm. joined me <laughs> in that last program. So I know that this general format works. And so for example, as, because I work with coaches and people in the wellness industry, so coaches and wellness experts or entrepreneurs is the way I describe it. And what we often feel, what I hear all the time is that, and see, is it feels like you're in a sea of coaches. Like there are so many different coaches. How do I stand out? In the end, we're all saying, live your best life, right? How do I stand out among all of these coaches? And right now, because we're in the pandemic and everybody's online, so even people who were getting most of their clients and doing most of their outreach live or at networking events or whatever, they're all learning how to do it online. So it can feel even more flooded. Yeah, the sea feels a little bit (laughs) bigger right now. Yeah, it does for sure. And what I know from getting to work with some of the best coaches in the industry and from my own experience as a coach over these last 12 years is that there is kind of a secret. I'm not saying it's easy, (laughs) but there is a secret to building a business with a lot more ease. And that is to become a recognized leader in the coaching industry around your kind of topic area. Often coaches will sort of sub, you know, focus, maybe productivity or maybe, maybe it's a health coach, whatever. Right. And so this next webinar is called How to Be Irresistible Online. And, and really, it's because right now it feels even harder to get attention online. And I know one, specifically one of the things people struggle with is they feel like they're always like, look at me, look at me. So every time they're posting on social media, they feel this like vulnerability. And I want to sort of flip that on its head. So as I'm crafting this webinar, the first part of the webinar is all about, this is how you're feeling, much like I just described to you. (laughs) This is how you're feeling. I see this happen with my clients all the time. 
and some client stories that show that. My own experience was a lot of years ago at this point that it felt most like that. And then we move into, so really the first part of it is that I see you, I get you, but it, it looks like, like if I, I have a, a template called the only presentation outline you'll ever need, which your listeners can get for free. Oh, um, so we can give a link for that. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's, it really does. You can lay it out and you can use it for a webinar the same way. Three main points. Let's call this three main points within a, any talk, including a webinar. Well, the first one is here's what you want, right? You see, so the first part of telling a story that says, I see you, I get you inside and outside. I mean, outside, here's what the view inside. Here's how you're feeling. Now, here is what you're wanting is the first main point of this webinar breakdown. And then the second is, here's why it's so hard to get that. Here's why, right? There's all these barriers and you're not crazy. Like it's not, there's nothing wrong with you that you're, that you're struggling with this. Most people do. And then third main point, here is the solution. And in my case, the solution is a program called Magnetic. And this program called Magnetic, <laughs> right? And then I invite people in to work with me in the program. Same thing I did with my last program. Yeah. So good. that I am so appreciative that you were willing to walk through that because yeah. it pulls everything that you've been saying into yeah. a, a real visual. And then how do you let people know about your webinar? I mean, come um, on podcasts and talk to me, which is awesome. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> if it's okay with you, we'll let people know how they can yeah. interact with that. But in, how else do you let people, you've built this beautiful thing. Yeah. How do you, you've built it. They will come. How will they come? Yeah. <laughs> so I've done it lots of different ways over the last, I think I did my first webinar. It was probably six years ago maybe maybe five to six years ago. And it was cute. I mean, I love it. I sent it out to my small list. I think I had probably 500. I just cleaned off my list because I had one that was just kind of messy. And they so it was, re- yeah, they do get messy. And it was really even smaller than it had been, but it was really, really warm. So I sent out just emails to my list. Now, of course, we could have a whole conversation about how you get a list you can send emails to, right? So oh, I have that Which gift. is an important conversation. Yes. Maybe we'll have Michelle back to talk to us about that because <laughs> that's a really that. important conversation. It is. It's true. But so one of the ways and my initial way of doing that is to invite people on my list. And they came and I had my whiteboard. I just brought my, my big flip chart whiteboard thing and I just flip charted it. I'm still a big fan of writing on a whiteboard or a flip chart. Whiteboard's hard because lighting will, will reflect. But a flip chart can work great. And you don't have to do, it doesn't have to be ultra fancy. What I would say to people who are thinking about a webinar, but might be daunted by the technology or creating a hundred slides, because you do, you know, you want more visuals, not less. That's a misunderstanding about speaking. More visuals is often better because you're moving through them faster and, but it's not about them anyway. It's about you Mm -hmm. Uh, and them. It's about them and you serving them. So I did that and invited them that way. Now what we do is we do Facebook ads and we keep refining the Facebook ads. We have a Facebook ads consultant <laughs> and it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but there was in between that. And also we don't just do Facebook ads. Of course I post on social media. So I think of inviting anyone into having anyone's attention is an honor it is an honor. I respect that with really excellent content. And I think I've built that reputation with people who do know me. And I also build that reputation through social media. So I share on social media in a way that, that I hope 
is, and I think for at least my right people is inspiring, shows that I see them and I get them. That's what I tend to focus on a lot. I see you, I get you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I also do, I, you know, I can help and I share tips and tools, but I tend toward the first part, no right or wrong way, decide how you want to nurture and serve. And then people see you that way. And then they want to get what you're, what you're giving. So good. And we're going to have links for Michelle's social media, but Michelle, why don't you just, um, if somebody wanted to follow you on Facebook, how, how could they follow you? It's at Michelle Barry Franco slash executive and speak executive speaking coach executive and speaking coach i think is how okay and we will definitely have the links for that but yeah. you put so much value out i want the audience to be able yeah. to to follow up with you so instagram's you, a good spot too oh yeah and instagram yeah, michelle would be b franco michelle b franco on instagram yep. beautiful so you have brought so much to the table about how to create a webinar that converts like value over value. I just want to be sure that we haven't left anything on the table that you want to touch on as we close out our time together today. So there's getting people to your webinar. I'm glad you asked that question. There's making sure that it's structured. I think what I would just want to underline is the natural inclination for people in the coaching industry that I see over and over is such a big hearted desire to serve. And in that process, they miss the opportunity to inspire action. And that happens with a lot more time and attention on the I see you, I get you. So don't skip that part. That too is serving. I think people feel like it's not serving, but really like telling stories of inspiration in the form of your clients is absolute service. It is a beacon light for people who feel like there's no, there's no solution to the problem that they have. So telling client stories is a natural conversion. You don't, when you say, just think, I'd say, think about that yourself, right. <laughs> people who are listening and, and, you know, I'm sure you can think about it this way, Megan, me too. I, I have hired many people because I heard them speak and I went, oh my gosh, you did that. I want to do that. Can I work with you? I've absolutely done that. I have absolutely even done that as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And stories are so powerful to your point. They so are. beautiful, just beautiful examples and you're inspiring. And I want to thank you for, for oh, bringing that you. inspiration to the show today. Thank you. Can I say one more thing I just thought of? Oh, absolutely. We have to say call to action. So even though I said, even though those people didn't even make an offer at the end, you do want a call to action of some kind. So just don't forget that. What do you want these people to do when they leave? Could be get on your email list, could be go check out your sales page, but don't forget that. Oh, and I just want to re- uh, kind of underline what Michelle just said. You cannot assume that people yeah. know what you want. That's it, right. you, I mean, you might be like, well, of course, I just spent X, Y, Z time with yeah. them. They, they're going to know. It's naturally logical. People need to be told. That call yeah. to action is super important. Yeah. So good. Thank, Thank you, you so much for your time today. Yeah, I had so much fun. Thank you. I absolutely love Michelle's four steps. I see you. I get you. I know what you want. I can help. So good, regardless of how you are or where you're delivering your message. Those four pieces are so key. So thank you, Michelle, for sharing that. 
If you'd like to be able to connect with her resources and connect with Michelle, go to starcoachshow.com slash 209 and you will connect with the show notes for this episode and all of the links to connect with Michelle. Now, I invite you back next week when I visit with Stacy Brown Randall. Stacy is a three-time entrepreneur, author of the award-winning book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, and host of the Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast. Stacy is going to be helping us walk through the steps that we need to know and pay heed to when we are generating our business through referrals. She's going to help us understand what a referral is and go from there. So super helpful. And I look forward to seeing you back next week for that episode. Now, I also invite you to join me every Wednesday morning for a live discussion at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Star Coach Facebook page. The link for that is also in the show notes. We talk about things coaching, everything coaching on Wednesday mornings. And if you have specific questions you'd like to bring, please do so and we'll have a discussion around those as well. So that is Facebook Live every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. If you're enjoying the show, I would very much appreciate a rate and review wherever you listen so that more coaches can find the content on the show and benefit from it. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Be well, stay safe, and we'll see you next week.